Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited-time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited-time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Hello, America, and happy Friday. Another day in Washington, another failed vote for U.S. House Speaker. Today, Jim Jordan on his third try, well, he lost 25 Republican defectors this time. On Wednesday, it was 22. On Tuesday, it was 20. So the number has gone up slightly. He's not in danger territory, but there is clearly a logjam. And right now, most of the lawmakers I've talked to, and I've interviewed over 30 of them in the last couple of days, They both say they don't think anyone in the caucus can get to 217 votes unless something more dramatic happens. Hmm, That's pretty wild. We're going to keep a close eye on that. We've got wall-to-wall coverage with Nick Ballasey, Charlotte Hazard, Madeline Hubbard, Ben Whedon, and the entire gang here at Just the News. We're so excited about that and can't wait to keep you up to date all through the weekend. There are probably going to be more votes, more maneuvering, could be some changes. In a second, I'm going to give you my thoughts on where what paths look most viable. But before I do that, I want to focus on a couple of other things. First off, part of the antagonism that has occurred, part of the emotion involved that is sort of blocking an effective debate on getting to a speaker is the anger over Matt Gates and the other seven who voted to remove Kevin McCarthy three weeks ago. Today, Matt Gates told Nick Ballacy, my good colleague up on Capitol Hill, that those eight all have offered on their own to voluntarily leave the Republican conference. If what people need is to see the eight of us wrapped on the knuckles in order to get on with the business of governing, then we're open to the consequences, Gates said. We are willing to accept censure, sanction, suspension, and removal in order to see Jim Jordan as Speaker. If that's what these holdouts need, they want a pound of flesh, we're willing to give them just so we can get Jim Jordan in. That is an important dynamic there. Who are the eight? Well, there's Matt Gates, there's Tim Burkett of Tennessee, Matt Gates, of course, of Florida. Eli Crane of Arizona is another one of them. There's uh, Andy Biggs of Arizona, another. So that is a dynamic to keep an eye on. That offer may have some impact on the logjam as we go down through the next few days. There are some other really important stories that I think are getting attention. There's a Democrat billionaire who now says, I was against Donald Trump, but I got to admit his record was pretty incredible. I'm starting to warm up to him from the Abraham Accords to so many other things that happened in the world under Donald Trump. Chamath Palahaptia, Chamath Palahaptia, a Democrat entrepreneur, businessman, made those comments recently. We have that story up. That's getting a lot of attention. There are a couple other things that I think is worth flagging. My good colleague, Stephen Richards, he found a new Pentagon memo declassified that reveals there's nearly been 300 reports of potential UFO encounters just since August of 2022. So just over 14 months. That is a pretty important Number. It's the largest number, and that's short a period of time in the history of the country. Something's going on, either greater awareness or perhaps greater intrusions by these unknown objects. Are they AI? Are they projections and holograms? Are they real spacecraft? We don't know. But there is a lot of questions and a lot more attention to this issue than at any time in my 35 years here in 
Washington, D.C. marketplace. All right. So there are a few paths I think that Republicans could pursue this weekend or into next week to try to get this dynamic changed. One of them is that Jim Jordan keeps negotiating. He's got two dozen or so moderates that are blocking him. Kevin McCarthy could put a meeting together and there could be meaningful negotiations and they can stay with Jordan. That is one of the possible scenarios. In that scenario, Jordan's going to have to keep the conservatives by promising to get 12 individual agency spending bills passed, get them sent to the Senate, cut at least $100 billion in this year's spending, and impose tighter security measures at the poorest southern border. To get the war hawks, he's going to have to have separate votes on Israel and, and Ukraine war spending. They also will probably want a special package for the border, something even Joe Biden has suddenly indicated he might be open to. And then to get the moderates, particularly the New York moderates, who are the largest block, you might have to deal with the thing called the SALT tax penalty. That keeps blue state taxpayers from getting the full deduction for their historically high state and local taxes. Conservatives, beginning with President Trump, put that policy in there to punish blue states and try to encourage them to lower their tax rates. But there could be some horse trading that would go on there that might bring some of those moderate Republicans over the line. Maybe even some Democrats on SALT. You never know. That's a big deal. All right. That is path one. Jim Jordan stays in, negotiates, whittles down the number until it becomes believable. Path two is they turn to a fresh and maybe an unexpected face. The name that comes up most regularly, Byron Donalds of Florida. He's been on the show. He's a big fan of Just the News. 44 years old. He would be the first ever black speaker of the House. And of course, he is dynamic as a speaker, dynamic as a thing. The baggage he has is he was part of the gang of 20 that blocked Kevin McCarthy in January, which started some of this animus. He's been very supportive of McCarthy and the leadership since, but a lot of questions about could that come back and create some hard feelings for people who have a lot of hurt feelings right now. I don't know. The third option, and I think is the most interesting one I'm keeping an eye on, the Congress goes outside to get its next speaker. You do not need to be an elected lawmaker of the House to be Speaker of the House. The name that comes up most frequently here, Lee Zeldin, former New York congressman, former candidate for governor in New York, who nearly pulled off the New York miracle last year. He's got a lot of things going for him. He's popular with both the Freedom Caucus and the moderates, the New York delegation, which is a big holdout right now. They like him. Uh, he's able to walk among many circles, even has good relationships with Democrats and people in the Senate. He'd be the first Jewish speaker in, in House history. That would be pretty exciting, particularly at a moment of the Israel-Hamas war and rising anti-Semitism in the world. He also has policies that I think are really forward-leaning into the coalition that currently represents what the Republican Party is. And then if those three fall through, and they could, another one is to fall back to one of the McCarthy light candidates, the lieutenants who've not yet run, who are below Steve Scalise in Kevin McCarthy, the two most obvious ones are Tom Emmer and Elise Stefanik. Another one, Kevin Hearn, currently the policy committee chairman. One of those three could potentially get enough votes at some point. Tom Emmer probably has the best chance. He's got the best relationships with all the different familias, families in there. But that is a dynamic I would also watch. There is a lot of drama and history still to be played out. And I think you'll enjoy keeping a close eye on that. Hey, folks asked me yesterday, John, what was that factor meal thing that you talked about? And could you remind us one more? And the answer is, yeah, absolutely. Gourmet style meals cooked by chefs, approved by dietitians. They're healthy and good for losing weight. And they only take two minutes to microwave and they taste great. They're fresh. They're not frozen. If you want to take advantage of that, Head to factormeals.com, factor, F-A-C-T-O-R, meals.com slash justnews50. Now, why do you want to use justnews50 as your additional code? Because you get 50% of half off your first order. You can also use the promo code justnews50 at checkout to get that 50% off. Go to factormeals.com and take advantage of this great offer today. You'll slim down. You'll get great tasting meals. Save a lot of money. And they'll be healthy, healthy, not only good tasting, but healthy meals. That's a pretty darn, darn good deal. All right. I've kept you in the dark about today's show, but not any longer. We've got some good ones. We're going to kick off the show with Marjorie Taylor Greene, right in the middle of this debate, right in the middle also of that protest on Wednesday that illegally took over the House Cannon Building, a 300 arrests. Marjorie Taylor Greene has some sharp words for the Capitol Police and for others in the apparatus of security at the house. You should check that interview out. It's a good one today. 
In the second block, well, we're going to have another good one. Lisa Daftari, the editor of the Foreign Desk, one of the best Middle East foreign reporters you're ever going to get. She lives in America, but her foreign coverage and her product, the Foreign Desk, is amazing. She's going to give us an update on the Israel and Hamas war and what to expect if a ground invasion of Gaza is the next step, as people suspect. Congressman Burkeen is going to join us from Oklahoma. That's going to be a really fun conversation. He's a mover and a shaker and has a lot of clarity about what he wants to get, not only out of the speaker, but out of the oversight issues that are there. And then in the last segment, we've got Abe Hamaday. He just announced he's going to run for a U.S. House seat, the one that's being vacated by the retiring Debbie Lesko. Abe nearly won the attorney general's race last year in Arizona. He's a rising star of the party in his 30s, military veteran, very articulate. You're going to hear how he plans to run for the first time for Congress. Abe Hamaday will round out our show today. So a great show, MTG. Congressman Burkeen, Lisa Daftari from the Foreign Desk, a great foreign affairs reporter. And then Abe Hamaday, back to back to back right here on John Solomon Reports. Hey, folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you out at your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, Thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS. They know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Welcome back, everybody. Let's head over to Capitol Hill and zoom in on all the strife between federal lawmakers and pro-Palestinian protesters that flooded the streets of D.C. and halls of the House office buildings. Georgia Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene was at the forefront of the protests and was even screamed to her face, let Gaza live. The Congresswoman joins us now to talk about her personal experiences and give us an update on the race for House Speaker Congresswoman. I know you are so busy today. We appreciate your time. Thank you for being here. Thanks so much, Amanda. I'm glad to be with you guys. Yeah, yesterday was quite a day. Rashida Tlaib led the mob into the Cannon House building, and this was organized. And this was organized at the highest level, similar to what we saw with Antifa and BLM in 2020. Um, Very much the same crowd. I'm sure it's funded. Uh, I was really impressed with my staff uh, that were able to capture the images 
of the organizers' cell phones as they were texting one another. And we saw that one of their large uh, group chat messages was called Global Intifada. Intifada meaning Arab uprising or rebellion, which is the same as jihad. Um, also, we were able to identify names in these group texts, uh, linking them to the Southern Poverty Law Center and also to Jewish Voice for Peace, which the ADL describes as an anti-Israel uh, radical leftist group. So these were not your ordinary um, Jewish protesters wanting peace. They were organized, they were orchestrated, and they were led by Rashida Tlaib, Cori Bush, and Ilhan Omar. Wow. Well, and, and help me understand, because I, I, I know about the connection to Jewish Voices for Peace, but Jewish Voices for Peace also has a connection to the BDS movement, Boycott, Divestment, and Sanction movement. Why on earth would, would, would Jewish Americans have a connection to something that has a connection like that? Yeah, that's the shocking part. Well, the, it's because the reality is, is Rashida Tlaib and these, these groups, highly funded groups, are extremely anti-Israel. They hate Israel. They're pro-Hamas. They're pro-terrorism, uh, which also means they hate America. And I'm looking forward to introducing a censure resolution on Rashida Tlaib. But I think further action is warranted here. I've asked the Capitol Police to preserve all records. I've already talked with House admin. There needs to be an investigation launched. There should be an ethics investigation launched. And we need to understand, we need to really understand what Rashida Tlaib's connections are with all of these groups, with the BDS movement, with her uh, pro-Hamas, pro-terrorist support um, uh, of these horrible, evil terrorists that murdered innocent Israeli citizens, children, parents, um, you know, many people and even kidnapping them, elderly people. So this, this is only just beginning and I'm going to continue down the path on this one. Yeah, and uh, Congresswoman, you have been so gracious in helping us understand the failures of January 6th by the Capitol Police. There were intelligence failures, security failures. Because of your advocacy, we got access to the videotapes that showed uh, zip ties being left behind and gear bags being left behind, the vice president nominee going through uh, a bomb zone without it being detected, and a door being propped open that allowed hundreds of people to come to Capitol on January 6th. And you've said several times, I'm worried the Capitol Police didn't learn their mistakes from January 6th because the focus was on Trump, Trump, Trump by the Democrats. Yesterday, the Capitol Police knew this protest was going to be there. They even sent a warning to lawmakers out did they have the proper security posture to deal with what happened in the rotunda of the House Cannon Building? No, absolutely, they did not. Even with the warnings and the intelligence that you just pointed out, John, and thank you for bringing that up. They knew ahead of time that this group was coming. They even knew that it was a threat to members of Congress telling all of us to traverse our way to the Capitol back and forth from our office buildings using the tunnels underground because they felt this group was threatening. However, this group easily came into the office cannon building, completely taking over the, the rotunda, um, which is very close to my office. And when I came out uh, on live video, videoing all of it, because I was shocked by it, and I wanted to see who these people are and what they were doing, uh, leading basically what I would call an insurrection. If January 6th was an insurrection, then this absolutely was an insurrection. So I came out to, to look at all of it, went out on the balcony, and, and when I was standing out there, the leader of the group from the streets called me out by name and said, there she is, we see you, Marjorie Taylor Greene. And then the whole group started screaming uh, horrible curse words at me, shouting shame, uh, shooting me, birds, all kinds of unbelievable behavior. And then a man on the inside uh, that was inside the Cannon building, standing where the press uh, gathers around the third floor, looking down on the rotunda, he lunged at me, came at me, shouting at me, let Gaza live and telling me that I had blood on my hands. Um, no, that would be Hamas is the one, the group that they're supporting has blood on their hands. They're the ones that murdered innocent Israeli people. But he shouted at me and he even made physical contact with me. And you know what? There was no Capitol Police office officer there shooting him dead with his gun like Michael Byrd shot Ashley Babbitt. Um, the man was not thrown to the floor and arrested and drug out of the building. No, my I, I, I turned and backed up from him and my staff stood in front of him. And then the Capitol Police told him to get back. But that was it. The guy was still in the building. 
um, with my with me um, with with other lawmakers, and it was a complete security breach. Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm skeptical that these arrestees will experience the same thing that Jan Six defendants did, languishing in jail for years and not being able to talk to their legal represent, representation, their family, and medications and such. So I'll be interested to see what happens with respect to that. Um, also. Meanwhile, we don't have a Speaker of the House. And uh, without using expletives, because I know you probably feel inclined to do that, considering all of the chaos that's taking place. But can you just give us an update of what's happening? Mm -hmm. Thank you, Amanda, for accurately expressing my frustrations, because I have many (laughs) with this process. Um, I've been voting for Jim Jordan and would be thrilled to see him become Speaker of the House Here's the reality is we are very, a very fractured uh, conference with a lot of hurts um, and frustration with each other. I'm calling for unity because we need to remember who our, who our enemies are, and that's the Democrats. They're destroying our country from the inside out. They're a communist regime, and it's, we are living in perilous times on the, on the verge of World War III with a wide-open border with terrorists coming in our country um, and fentanyl still murdering over 300 Americans every single day. And we're on the verge of an economic uh, catastrophe, in my opinion, with inflation uh, continuing to rise. And, 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 and look at, the economic lookout is very bad. Um, so what I'm calling for in our conference is people that are angry with one another, there needs to be apologies. Egos need to be set aside. There needs to be a lot of talks. We've got to come together. We have to elect a Speaker of the House, not a temporary Speaker of the House. We have to elect a a Speaker of the House, and we have to get serious about getting our work done here in Washington. Uh, Congressman, I want to ask, is there anyone in the conference right now that looks like they could get the votes? And if not, is it time to think about looking outside and looking at someone like a Lee Zeldin or someone else who doesn't have the baggage of the last three months of fights, but could maybe bring some unity and get the ball rolling for Republicans so they score wins again? John, our, our very difficult task is finding someone that can get 217 votes. And as hard as, you know, that seems really simple uh, from the outside, but the dynamics within our conference make it very complicated. And I'll tell you right now, the biggest problem the Republican Party is the, in our party is, is saying never. And it started with never Trump. And then it went to never Kevin McCarthy. And then it went to never Steve Scalise. And now it's never Jim Jordan. And as long as we continue to be fractured uh, with groups saying never, then then you want to know something? We're never going to serve the American people. And the Republican Party was handed the majority by the voters in this country. And that is a very important responsibility, one I take very seriously. And we owe it to the American people. We owe it to our, our voters that put us in the majority to come together and lead this country and do everything we can to fight the Democrats until President Trump can win in 2024. We can take back the White House, hopefully control the Senate. And we're very much going to need that majority in the House of Representatives when we have to write the tax code. And that's the very important part in 2025. Folks, don't go anywhere. When we come back, Congressman Burkeen going to join us next. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite. You and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. Hey folks, can your IRA or 401k stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is right at our doorstep? 
By allocating a percentage of your retirement into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from a turbulent market and economic downturns. All you got to do is put your IRA back on the gold standard. With a multi-trillion dollar trade deficit and ongoing geopolitical instability, experts say now is the time to make the switch. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA, the only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Protect your retirement today with one simple phone call and receive your free gold and silver guide from my good friends at Genesis Gold. To do that, call Genesis Gold Group today at 800-200-GOLD. That's 800-200-GOLD. And find out how you can add precious metals to your IRA. One more time, let me give you the number. It's 800-200-4653. 800-200-4653-GOLD. Or visit them at genesisgoldgroup.com. Genesis Gold, welcome to the John Solomon Just the News family. We're going to turn our uh, attention to Capitol Hill, where an extraordinary uh, vote is taking place and now extraordinary negotiations. Uh, joining us right now from the Capitol, Oklahoma Congressman Josh McKean, who's right in the middle of that. Congressman, great to have you back on the show. Thank you, John, Amanda. Glad to be with you. I bet when you joined Congress, you never thought you'd have two speaker votes nine months apart, but we do. Uh, give us the very latest. Uh, Jim Jordan felt a little short, but there's still some optimism there, right? Yeah. Well, look, Jim Jordan is trusted among the American people. I think you talk to any uh, Republican that's serving in Congress. So many of them up there have asked him to come into their congressional district. There is uh, wide support for him in, in, in obtaining the speakership, yet he has opposition. Um, my, I am very hopeful that he can, can get there. People uh, know that uh, Jim Jordan is a man of truth. Um, he is one of those people that is not uh, known to uh, be well healed to the money interest, the lobbyists in Washington, D.C. And man, we have got to cast a new vision for a country that is headed towards bankruptcy. I think today you'll see in the news that our uh, what we spend on interest payments uh, and up till up to date for this year has just now, I think for the first time in American history in the same time period, has exceeded what we spend in defense of our nation. Mm. Just our annual debt service payment so today, the news article saying it exceeds uh, what we spend to defend our country. We are in a mess without a vision that people cast off restraint and people uh, know that we need leadership that's going to not just talk a good game on economic security being national security, not just talk a good game about securing our border, not just talk about a good game on making sure that we protect our ally, the, the, you know, the closest one being Israel and uh, what Iran is doing and Hezbollah potentially threatening and what we've seen with Hamas. We have to have people of action, not just uh, mere words. And I think Jim Jordan's the man for the hour. Mm, that's right. Uh, yeah, as I was watching C-SPAN earlier today, I was thinking, boy, this is a banner year for them and their funding because they have so many eyes on them now twice for two speaker races in one year. Uh, but as I was watching the votes come in this morning, I, I thought to myself, well, let the horse trading begin. With respect to those 20 votes that we need 17 or so to, to flip to support Jim Jordan, what do you think are going to be some of the issues or some of the, the tasty bits that are going to have to entice them to move over to support Jim Jordan. Look, it's an odd dynamic. I think you have some people that are voting against him because they think he's too conservative. Uh, and there's a reality with that. And look, Ronald Reagan chastised Republicans uh, two decades or two generations ago, 40 years ago, when asked, how are you going to grow influence of the Republican Party? And he said, it's going to be through bold colors, standing for certain values, which, you know, are easily recognizable. So we need bold colors. We don't need pelpastels if we're going to have a chance to increase the majority to the size of our majority to win the presidency. Jim Jordan is a respected conservative, and uh, I hope that my colleagues um, will, will see the wisdom in what I've just said. Yeah, in fact, yeah, I remember when they said Ronald Reagan was too conservative to be president. Boy, he proved them wrong. And then they said the same about Newt Gingrich and the 94 revolution came along. So Jim Jordan could fall right into that line of successors. Congressman, I want to ask you about the border. Uh, you have been talking about something that I think is one of the most important stories underreported in the media today. The number of special interest illegal immigrants that have entered the country thousands last month from uh, places that we should have the highest alert on. Why is this so alarming? And what, if anything, is being done by the Biden administration to better vet these people? 
Well, let's let's not get distracted by the the, the suggestion that twenty more mile of wall can can be the solution. <laughs> yeah. uh, it does show you that they are feeling the heat. The Biden administration doing an about face when he took office within thirty days of taking office said said not another foot. And now uh, you know my orcas is saying well, we're willing to build twenty mile of wall, but do not be deceived, American public. Yet they're feeling the pressure and they're trying to say 20 mile of wall there. There is only 700 mile of wall on the 2000 uh, border uh, section on, the, on our southern border. That's actually got physical barriers. And so that 20 mile is, is pittance to be able to solve this problem. We have to have remain in Mexico policies. The reason why we had the lowest numbers in our nation's history in 2019 under Trump was because he had remain in Mexico, migrant protection protocol. It wasn't, yes, border wall is important. Yes, we've got to have a, a physical barrier and the infrastructure of, of the technology that creates that, that barrier. But we also have to have a return to those policies from what took us from historic lows of illegal immigration to now the highs that our country has never seen. Don't be distracted by the shiny object. Let, let the American people speak with one voice that says we want the, the Trump policies returned in this country. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And speaking of uh, reverting back to Trump policies, this administration certainly is not. In fact, it seems that the Biden administration, much like the original authors of the JCPOA, the Obama administration, they are extremely squishy to use a non-political term with respect to Iran and the sanctions sanctions that were uh, imposed under President Trump. And now they're making think about a billion dollars a week on oil revenue. And you have co-sponsored um, the Stop Harboring Iranian Petroleum Act to sanction any individuals who engage in these sales. Can you talk to us about this and how punishing this can be to Iran if passed? Yeah, I, I love George Washington's 1796 farewell address. He said, you want to advocate liberty, do it more so by commerce than by force. Um, Washington mm-hmm. was facing a very similar situation. We were a nation that was financially struggling when he wrote those words. And we're a nation that's financially struggling. We need to be using, uh, we need to get our fiscal house in order. We need to be using sanctions. And we need to return to a position where around the world, people look at us and they want what we have. They envy what we have because they see the strength uh, of our economy. Um, look, they, we need to stand with Israel. Uh, weakness invites the wolves. Hezbollah is trying to make a decision right now what they're going to do. And the carrier strike groups of Ford and Eisenhower being moved into the Mediterranean, um, we, they need to hear from the American people, we're serious. Yeah. And, and Hezbollah has got this decision to be, to be made in, out of Lebanon. They need to know that the American people are not going to leave Israel as an orphan. Uh, you, you can see the analogy of, a, a, you know, in a herd where the little one gets you know, separated off by the wolves. We have got to circle around Israel and we've got to make sure that we are, are sending the, the signal that uh, we're more than serious about protecting that ally. Let me just say this also. We can secure our homeland and provide the finances to be able to help Israel. There's a $66 billion cost that uh, foundation think tanks are showing uh, the Homeland Security Committee, which I'm on. $66 billion per year is is what uh, these illegal immigration uh, policies have created problematic for our, our nation, both the state, uh, federal, local. It's $150 billion, but just specific to the federal taxpayer, it's costing us uh, $66 billion. We spend $3 billion a year specific to the Iron Dome in Israel. And so we need to be securing our border. And there's finances there to offset the cost of what we may do and what we may be asked to do for Israel. Some important found money and, and common sense also realignment of that money. It makes so much more sense. Uh, sir, uh, we got about a minute left. You come from one of the great energy producing states. Joe Biden has not allowed energy exploration. In fact, the lowest number of drilling permits in recent modern history. Meanwhile, Russia and Iran are making some serious bank on these increased uh, prices. Is there enough pressure in Congress to force President Biden to reverse that? we got about a minute left. Look, the American people need to be demanding an end to this insanity of of sacrificing our prosperity on the altar of the church of nature. This radical cult adherence to climate ideology. We have 400 years of natural gas within the the, under the ground of the United States. And why in the world we are continuing to look to the um, battery 
uh, battery powered solutions, the solar powered solutions, the wind solutions. So much of what I've just said is is intrinsic to China. The the value added components, the critical mineral element, China is anywhere from 60 to 80 percent all over that map. And every time we're undermining our fossil fuel um, industry and and running towards these renewables, we are taking our ability to be uh, have a, a dot-com type boom of energy uh, dominance in this country, and it's just insanity. And the American people have got to demand a change in this White House's uh, policies on that front. Folks, we got a good one. Lisa Daftari, one of my great colleagues and journalists, uh, esteemed in her coverage and an expert on Israel, Iran, Hamas, all that's playing out in the Middle East. She'll join us next. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote. It's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, AMAC.US slash Just News. That's AMAC.US forward slash Just News. Hey folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title and your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. Some big news. A couple of American hostages just released in Gaza ahead of what a lot of people believe will be this weekend, the first ground invasion of Gaza by Israeli forces trying to root Hamas out of the Strip. We have a lot of coverage on that all over the Just the News site right now. But I wanted to bring in truly one of the most trusted reporters I've ever seen on foreign affairs. Lisa Daftari is as good a journalist as you get. Fair, balanced, insightful on top of all of the news and truly a Middle East expert, which is a tricky region to cover. She currently is the editor and founder of one of my favorite websites, The Foreign Desk. If you like foreign news, if you miss the good old days of dispatches from trusted foreign correspondents, well, Lisa has recreated that with The Foreign Desk. Go check that out. But we're lucky enough to have her join us for a few minutes in a very busy news day. Lisa, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me, John. Thank you for your wonderful journalism. Well, back at you. You do literally some of the best foreign coverage I see anywhere. You rival the New York Times and so many other sites for the breadth of coverage every day. If you don't read the foreign desk, you don't know what's going on in the world. It's such an amazing product. But you have covered the Middle East for a long time. You have such great insights into the tinderbox that it often is, the dynamics that are at work. This feels like we're heading into a consequential weekend. Maybe the ground evasion is about to start based on the what the Israelis are saying. Tell us what to expect, what we should be watching for over the next few hours. Yeah, it's going to be extremely 
um, uh, tactical defining moment for the Israelis and, and for Hamas uh, and, and the international community. I'm just going to set up the scenario right now as to what's going on for my sources uh, within the IDF and Israel's intel community. Uh, thousands of troops are currently staged waiting for the green light to go, and that could be imminent any hour. Uh, and according to one source, he said this wouldn't be days or weeks or even one month. It may take months. And of course, we know that inside Gaza, there are tunnels, there are booby traps there. This is going to be an incredibly complex and challenging um, maneuver for the Israeli armed forces as premier as they are, as trained as they are. And they waited 14 days to um, to conduct this ground invasion, of course, uh, with President Biden's trip over to Israel, we were concerned that perhaps there would be either a setback or an attempt to de-escalate and to uh, stop the Israelis from moving forward with a ground invasion. But of course, the goal of this war and why this war was called for is because the Israelis have set out to decimate uh, to the best of their ability Hamas. And um, that's what we're, we're looking at right now. In the meantime, Israel's not just fighting that one front uh, against uh, Gaza. We have in the north, Hezbollah. That is actually Iran's number one terror proxy. So in comparison to Hamas in the south, which is in Gaza, uh, Hezbollah in the north in Lebanon is a far more well-endowed uh, terror organization getting almost a billion dollars a year from Iran's regime, uh, as well as training and missiles and a whole cadre of, of uh of, of good, uh, sophisticated weapons to use against Israel, and they have joined in the fight. It hasn't heated up to the point where they're actually calling it a second front, but it is something that the Israelis are um, uh, attentive to. They have already taken out three Hezbollah operatives early this morning uh, and continuing to evacuate civilians from that area as well. Uh, meanwhile, in the West Bank of Ramallah, that's where the Palestinian Authority is located under um, the, uh, the leadership of Mahmoud Abbas, who has had some uh, backlash when he did call out Hamas's horrific massacre against Jews. Uh, there was backlash. So now he is sitting quietly uh, and not uh, stopping any sort of um, uh, attacks from the West Bank into Israel as well. So there are three three. Um, three different fronts that are escalating just within Israel right now. And the second part of all this is outside of Israel, we have Iran's proxy not only attempting to target Israel, but of course going after U.S. assets. And we've already seen that coming from Syria, Iraq, and Yemen. All countries that have Iran regime proxies inside of them, insurgencies, weapons, all pointed towards U.S. bases and towards Israel. And that really is the big gorilla on the block, right? We talk about this being an Israel-Hamas war, but it really is an Iran proxy war. After all the Biden administration did to try to lure Iran to the peace table, Iran has, over the last three weeks, four weeks particularly shown, it really is not interested in peace. It's interested in destroying Israel and the United States. Is Joe Biden's efforts to get that elusive Iran deal basically shut down now based on the bad behavior that's played out here? You know what, John? You would think so. That's what logic would dictate. That's but right. I am, I am not convinced. I am not convinced. Yeah. You know, we saw President Obama, where he, at any cost, wanted the Iran nuclear deal to be the crown jewel of his foreign policy. And now we're seeing the same thing with the Biden administration. As you uh, mentioned, for three years, he has empowered them not only bringing them back to the negotiating table when they were asking for ridiculous concessions that even right. the Biden administration could not agree to, they loosened sanctions, vital sanctions on the regime where they were able to move forward and sell uh, oil to places like China and make billions of dollars themselves. I know people are really hung up on the $6 billion that uh, the United States gave the green light on in terms of the, the, the prisoner swap to be unfrozen, but there's billions of dollars in oil sales that yeah. the Biden administration allowed for. So, you know, we have done everything to give Iran the upper hand, to give them, to embolden them, to allow them to conduct this war, again, not just against Israel. Israel is doing the dirty work for the rest of the free world, because when they announce a day of rage on all non-believers around the world, I guarantee you it's not about a blockade, it's not about Gaza, it's not about the West Bank, it is just about 
hating and wanting everyone to fold under that extremist flag of the Iran regime or of Hamas or of ISIS or whatever it may be. This is just a different form of the same extremism and terrorism we have seen for so many decades. Yeah. No, it is. And it's funny, Iran and its proxies call Israel the little devil, but they consider America the great Satan. We really are the largest target that they have long term. And we can't lose sight of that in the middle of this. Iran is not just Israel's enemy. It is our enemy. I want to turn to the news that just happened a little bit ago. Two hostages, both Americans, released in what Hamas says is a humanitarian reason to do so. First, sort of effort we've seen? Is this Hamas blinking because they know something bad's coming over the horizon for them? Yeah, it does look that way, doesn't it? Just like we saw the hospital bombing and the way that the media and Hamas, of course, loving, loving the the, the partnership they had with the mainstream media, right? Um, Everything is so perfectly timed. You know, Hamas um, and and Palestinians in general, I, I must say, look, we, we obviously feel for the victims of all of this. And I have said for decades that, that uh, the Palestinian people have always been the victims of their leadership, That's whether true. it was Yasser Arafat or to Hamas, right? Now Hamas, right. Yeah. Exactly right. So, you know, two, two uh, hostages, obviously, we're, we're grateful for, for any hostages being released. But where are the rest of them? We have to we have to demand that those hostages are released. Uh, and as you said, I think this is a, a more of a PR uh, kind of tactic right before the ground invasion begins. Last night, President Biden, National Primetime Oval Office address linked Ukraine and Israel funding together. There's a reason, obviously, because the Democrats would bolt just on Israel and some Republicans may bolt on Ukraine, linking them together. They're very different wars, but it seems politically that's the best option that Joe Biden has given where he stands with the American people. What was your takeaway from the speech last night? You know, it was a lot of podium talk. And that's what I have. At first, I thought it was crazy to link these two and compare these two in in, in the same breath. In many instances, he draw the, the comparison. I thought that was um, it was inappropriate, but I do understand the political move, as you said, in, in linking these two to get it to get it passed right away. And obviously, that's something that uh, the president is interested in, particularly when it comes to Ukraine. Uh, I actually thought this is more podium talk with regards to the war in Israel. Uh, we've seen a lot of that. I know a lot of American Jews and a lot of Israelis, uh, uh, you know, it, it, you know, with, with that. Um, that are very happy with President Biden's uh, support, even though it's, it's just verbal. For me, covering this region for so many years and seeing the money get into the wrong hands, I thought that in one breath he is supporting the, the Israelis and in another saying, I'm going to give millions of dollars to your enemy to use against you. Hamas is the official government of Gaza. If we're sending millions of dollars in aid to Gaza, we are sending it to Hamas. And that is the bottom line. They have used every pipe as a weapon. They have used every dollar uh, to put towards terrorism. And if they truly wanted to develop and move forward, they wouldn't be indoctrinating their children. And they would spend that money on turning Gaza into Saint-Tropez of the Middle East. Uh, but we haven't seen that that kind of action by their government. So um, sending money to Hamas while in the same breath saying that we have to, you know, support Israel and, and, and support Israel's decision to defend itself in, in whatever capacity they seem they, they deem uh, appropriate. Um, I think it's it's really um, it's hypocritical, but I think a lot of people didn't see it that way. I think a lot of people were, were happy that he is giving, you know, um, he, he talked about Islamophobia. He told, talked about anti-Semitism, a lot of kumbaya. Uh, and I think that, um, you know, it's, it's a lot of, of podium talk. President Obama did it wonderfully. And I think Joe Biden, a lot of people, including including Republicans, are calling it one of the best speeches of his career uh, and showing, you know, some sort of, of leadership. And, um, you know, John, you, you cover things every single day and, and, and covering the Biden administration, for me, in terms of foreign policy, there is a direct correlation between you know, the, the weakness that we have shown in terms of our foreign policy, whether wherever it may be, whether it's against Russia or China or Iran's regime or North Korea or Venezuela, it's all throughout the world. Our friends are watching, our enemies are watching, and what we're watching unfold in the Middle East, unfortunately, is, is a consequence of all of that. Yeah, it is. There's always been this discussion, strength brings peace, appeasement brings war. And I think the last couple of years have shown that the world is far less stable than it was in 2020. Almost all the bad actors are striking out in some fashion all at once because they feel the U.S. is speaking either with 
mumbled clarity or no clarity at all. And it's just amazing how just a little bit of appeasement creates a whole lot of instability in this world today. Lisa, people who don't know your site, I literally start my morning every morning reading this. It's one of the top five sites I read every morning just to get up and running. People go to foreigndesknews.com. That's where it starts. Just tell us a little bit of what they get when they become a member of the Foreign Desk. Yeah, you can sign up for free. We get it. We do a daily um, email that comes out at 745 Eastern each morning with the day's top 10. Uh, you can sign up at foreigndesknews.com and stay ahead of the uh, the news cycle before you even get to work. So you can sign up there. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram and um, YouTube. You can sign up and subscribe wherever you get your news and however you like to stay informed. I love that. And you also have an amazing podcast that people can get on the Foreign Desk page. It's really insightful, great interviews, but also just great analysis. I think so much of the coverage today in the mainstream American news media is so slanted and it's often slanted through omission. And I find like most of the omissions are rediscovered when I read the foreign desk. It's such a remarkable, remarkable resource. And anyone who cares about the world, folks, go check out today, go sign up for Lisa's incredible newsletter and go listen to her podcast because it is must listen to, must watch TV. Final thoughts, Lisa, as we go into the next few weeks, I think the real concern and when I talk to people around Washington is, does this Israel-Hamas conflict suddenly become a larger three-fronted war and Iran tries to draw the United States into it? Clearly, those little skirmishes from Yemen and the Houthis and Iraq clearly are warning signs that Iran seems to want to antagonize the U.S. From the people you're talking to, what's the best analysis on the potential that this becomes a, a larger conflict than just clearing out Gaza? Yeah, I don't. I, I, I'm sure that the Biden administration was very, very uh, careful, not only about getting involved in a larger conflict. I mean, we have two carriers parked out in the East Mediterranean, and it looks like that's more for show than anything else because. Right. Here, the Biden administration not even acknowledge Iran regime's role in all of this. Uh, it's very telling how they want this narrative to go. They're supporting Israel. They're, they're closing their eyes to the larger scheme, the larger scheme here by the Iran regime to launch a war against the West, and that is obviously against Israel and, and the United States um, by proxies. Um, I think that the, the, the best case, worst case scenario here is obviously we do want to support Israel. We're watching as they, they conduct this ground invasion. Israel has lost morale. Israel has lost the PR war, and it has lost its war on social media. And that is very, very important. That is why we're seeing so many damaging um, protests, day of rage. I mean, um, I think it's very important for those of you out there who are, are following this and sharing on social media to share accurate news and reporting and, and, and analysis on what is going on, obviously, uh, supporting uh, Israel and, and not letting the um, the other side really use uh, its propaganda machine as it has done for so many years to uh, change this narrative. Uh, this is the this is a moral issue more than anything else. You know, we can talk about blockades and Gaza and the West Bank and the fate of the Palestinian people on a later date. But right now, this is just good versus evil. We're watching and we're hoping that this does not escalate. I think the United States will deal with it with with these proxy attacks, I think, on a, on a, on a more micro scale, as it has done. We have seen many of these attacks in the past, John, as you know. Oh, um, no doubt. Yeah, I think they're going to try to sweep it away so it does not create a larger conflict. They, the Biden administration obviously wants to get reelected. Democrats want to get reelected. They're not going to get dragged into something of this scale, which will absolutely escalate into something much, much bigger, perhaps World War Three. many people are saying. But I think they're going to leave it in the hands of the Israelis to take care of it. Yeah, it seems that way. And I think those are the signals. And I think you're right about the battle carriers. They're there more for show. I guess also contingency if there was something horrible. But you're right. I think they're going to keep our footprint extremely limited to keep us from getting into another war. Lisa, it is always an honor to have you on. Your journalism is impeccable. It is such a rich resource. And folks, if you haven't gone and signed up for the Foreign Desk, by golly, go do it today. Don't let another hour pass. All you got to do, go to foreigndesknews.com, foreigndesknews.com. Go sign up for the daily newsletter. You get greeted in the morning with really an international newspaper. It's that good. And of course, Lisa's podcast, which we have here at Just the News. You can listen to it here, but you're just going to her website. You get it every day. It is sensational. Super interviews, 
impeccable analysis and news you can trust. So go check it out. Lisa, thanks so much for your tireless work. The last two weeks I've watched with awe all the great content and analysis and news that you've given the American public. You are a treasure to journalism and it's great to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. Don't go anywhere, folks. We got one more good one left. Yep. Abe Hamaday up next after the commercial break. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add Lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a health care provider. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back, America. There is a lot of excitement in the state of Arizona, once owned by John McCain and the John McCain dynasty. Uh, A whole new generation of Republicans coming forward. They're personified by people like Carrie Lake and our next guest, who this week made some pretty big news when he announced he's running for Arizona's 8th Congressional District. Joining us right now, Arizona's 2022 Republican Attorney General nominee, Abe Hamaday. Abe, great to have you on the show. Good to be with you guys. Uh, lots of buzz, lots of excitement. Uh, just a few hours after Debbie Lesko announced she was going to retire, you jumped in on the race. Uh, the excitement level, I, I heard from so many people within like 10 minutes of you announcing. Uh, I think there's a lot of excitement of a generational change going on in Arizona. How say you? I think that's exactly right. What we're witnessing right now happening in our country and around the world really requires decisive leadership. That's why we made that quick decision. You know, I think right now we're looking at our country is not headed in the right direction. And this is my generation's fight. This is what we're witnessing right now is to see what kind of America do we want to live with? And, you know, I I was the youngest candidate, statewide candidate back in 2022. And, you know, now I'm entering this fight, still a young man. But, you know, I I want people to realize is that, you know, the America that we love is quickly fading. And it's, it's fading because we have a lack of leadership and a lack of vision. And so many of the politicians who go to Washington, D.C., who go to their to their to the state government, and they're not looking out for the interest for the future generation. So right now, you know, we have to rally behind Republicans, good, solid conservative Republicans who, know, who who aren't afraid to say what needs to be said and do what needs to be done. And that's exactly why I decided to jump in for Congress. And you know, we got a big outpour of support and uh, so many friends and so many congratulations right now. But I'm excited for this opportunity to join Carrie Lake, you know, her running for Senate to join President Trump and to pass this Agenda 47 going into 2024 next year. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. I know there's a lot of excitement, but Abe, you see what's happening on Capitol Hill, right? Are you sure you want to be a part of that? I mean, look, all kidding aside, obviously you do. But um, as far as affecting change, you know, seeing what's happening as far as the speaker battle, uh, what do you foresee happening? Who do you think is the right person to, to lead Republicans as the speaker? I think conservatives right now, you're seeing two factions of the same bird and they're not getting along. What I keep telling folks is that the Republican Party needs both wings in order to soar. And we need to understand that we have the the real enemy right now is the radical left wing lunatics that we're witnessing, like Rashada Talab, who yesterday despicably was promoting pro Hamas propaganda and crying on Capitol Hill. You know, that's who the true threat is. And when people talk about chaos caucus, you know, I look at I look at 
that side of the faction. It's not necessarily Republicans. It's it's the left wing lunatics who have captured the Democrat Party, who are unwavering in their in their support of basically communism. You know, I look back at Ronald Reagan's 1964 a, a Time for Choosing speech, and so much of what he said is now coming true to that today. And I think that's why Republicans are in such a state of shock. Every single institution has been captured or is on its way to being captured. So, you know, I, I know it's a circus out there, but I hope that, you know, when you have John Fetterman, you know, he's he's clearly a part of the circus uh, and Rashada Talab and AOC and Elhan Omar. But what I'm hoping for is, you know, with my background, my military leadership, my prosecutorial experience and, you know, just my family background, I think I have a lot to offer right now to bring some sanity back to Congress, bring some sanity back to this country, because, you know, again, we are fighting for the soul of the United States of America and it's quickly being evaporated. And right now, I, I hope Arizona's leadership through Carrie Lake, through myself, I hope we're going to be able to be the standard bearer going forward. Yeah, I think a lot of other Republicans are looking for that as well in you, too. Um, I want to talk a little bit about your career. Obviously, you served in the Army Reserve as a captain. You spent time in the Middle East. When you see what just happened in Israel with Hamas and you look at the decisions that Joe Biden made to empower Iran, which is really carrying out a proxy war with Hamas and Hezbollah, how much trouble has he put our country in? And what is the solution now to pushing Iran back into a box? It's an immense danger that's happening right now. When I was in Saudi Arabia, we were getting rocket attacks from the uh, Houthi rebels in Yemen. And those, those who, you know, Yemen is border Saudi Arabia, but people don't realize most of Saudi Arabia is desert and Riyadh and Jeddah are quite far from Yemen. So these rockets coming in from the Houthi rebels are very sophisticated. They're coming in from Iran. Iran is supplying the Houthis, they're supplying Hezbollah in Lebanon, they're supplying weapons to Hamas. It's a complicated region, but it really doesn't take a whole lot of, uh, you know, it's not complicated to solve the problems. I think President Trump went in there when he moved the capital, uh, when he moved the embassy to 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 Jerusalem. Everybody right. thought he was going to start World War Three, and nothing happened of it, right? I think people understood that with what when we project strength, it, it shows fear and it actually commands respect to our adversaries. So when you're looking at all around, I remember when Qasem Soleimani was killed by by President Trump, who is the former head of the Iran Revolutionary Guard Corps. Everybody said it was going to cause World War Three. It didn't happened. But Joe Biden is allowing a power vacuum to occur in the Middle East. And that's why he's being snubbed by Egypt, by Jordan. I mean, how embarrassing is the, the president is getting canceled uh, meetings with the with the with the leaders. So in the Middle East. So we're witnessing a complete diplomatic crisis happening, not just in the Middle East, but right now in the Middle East, it's especially highlighted. But you look at a war in Europe, uh, you know, we're on the cusp of a war with Serbia and Kosovo or, you know, Azerbaijan, Armenia. It's every single instance. And who's who's benefiting from this. Well, certainly the radical Islamist terrorists and, and the Iranian regime, but especially China. China is not is is very calculating. And you know, John and Amanda, I, I want to hone in on the fact that just this year we had a we had a Chinese spy balloon fly across the entire United States. President Trump, President Biden did not shoot it down. He allowed it to go over sensitive sites. And then what we discovered later on is that China has secret police stations across our cities. But what's even more concerning is that China had in California a bioweapons lab that had the potential to produce viruses. And nobody seems to want to talk about this. China is a big threat and they're causing a lot of this chaos, but in many ways they're sitting back and, you know, I think Napoleon said it best, never interrupt an enemy that's defeating itself. And we're witnessing mm -hmm. the Biden administration is collapsing uh, and diplomatically in all places across the, of the world. That's a great description. Yeah. And, and Chinese are pouring across our southern border, 2000 since October 1st. Um, I wanted to ask you very quickly before we let you go. At the top of the show, we had Ohio's former Secretary of State, Kim Blackwell, on, and he talked about this three-front war that America is looking at. Obviously, the situation in Ukraine, which Americans are increasingly souring on, the situation in Israel, but our southern border. The last time we had Carrie Lake on, she was talking about the numbers as far as support for building a wall. 72% of independents, 62% of Democrats, 86% of Republicans support the notion of building a wall. I know that's got to be a huge part of your platform. Absolutely. It's common sense. I mean, it's it's what's happening. The left wing lunatics have taken over the Democrat Party, but they've taken over the media corporations. They've taken over the businesses. So, you know, the, the wall is such a necessary part to border security. And that's why when we're going to Congress with President Trump as as the leader of the country, we're going to build that wall and complete it once and for all. 
All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports. A big thank you to all of our guests, including MTG, Congressman Burkeen, Lisa Daftari, and, of course, Abe Hamaday. What a great conversation. And if you want to take advantage of one of our great sponsors' offers, go to factormeals.com. Gourmet meals, dietitian approved. Two minutes to cook in your microwave. They taste fresh because they are fresh. Factormeals.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS50 to get 50% off, half off your first offer. Go support them because they support us. All right, folks, that wraps up our Friday edition of John Solomon Reports. Stick around Saturday and Sunday. We got two good ones. Congressman Glenn Grothman tomorrow on the podcast and on Sunday, the whole show, a sit down with Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Wow, what a good weekend ahead. Be sure to check those out. Until then, God bless you and have a great night. You've been listening to John Solomon Reports, a podcast from Just the News. Hey, folks, can your IRA or 401k stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is right at our doorstep? By allocating a percentage of your retirement into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from a turbulent market and economic downturns. All you got to do is put your IRA back on the gold standard. With a multi-trillion dollar trade deficit and ongoing geopolitical instability, experts say now is the time to make the switch. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA, the only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Protect your retirement today with one simple phone call and receive your free gold and silver guide from my good friends at Genesis Gold. To do that, call Genesis Gold Group today at 800 200 G-O-L-D, gold. That's 800-200-GOLD. And find out how you can add precious metals to your IRA. One more time, let me give you the number. It's 800-200-4653. gold Or visit them at genesisgoldgroup.com. Genesis Gold, welcome to the John Solomon Just the News family. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you out at your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down, my blood sugar is down, my weight's down, my health is up, my sleeping patterns are better, my metabolism is up. If you wanna experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out.